Hello there and welcome to the latest episodes of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host, Rich Polly, and joining me today, not as per usual, no Ben Hibbert, not yet anyway, we'll see if he pops in. Um, occasionally popping out from behind the mic, though, we will have producer Tim. Hello there. And uh, also joining us is uh, Captain Amazing from Scotland, it's Rory. Hello there. I've just I momentarily blanked on your surname, it's literally just gone. <laughs> It's Wilson. Rory Wilson. There we go. I knew that. I know that. Because I remember Stevens now. So, And also joining us, uh, spoiler alert, um, is, uh, I can't think of another adjective for a suit, Captain Super. There you go. Stephen Gage from, from Team Wales. Good evening. Hello. You're a bit quiet to me. Start a bit better. There we are. There we are. It's some... Um, shaking the pipe that leads the internet into Wales. It's all good. Um, so, Rory, you're captain of Team Scotland, yeah? And Wait. Stephen's captain of Team Wales. We're going to try and get um, captain of Team England, Ollie, on and captain of Team Ireland, Gary, on as well um, towards the back end of the XTC because we're playing uh, well, Ireland and England are playing, I shouldn't say we should, I'm a new- neutral at this particular point in time Ireland and England are playing each other in the final week so it could be a bit of an interesting week depending on on what the results do in between now and then so um I mean I guess I'm going to start off with um I'm going to start off with a quick chat with Rory I think um so Scotland are in group B yeah currently sitting in third behind Peru Everybody's surprised, but nobody's upset. Current leaders of Group B. Germany, bit of a surprise that they got beaten by Peru. Last round, was that? It was, yeah. 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 And then and then yourselves um, sitting at 2-2. And there's a lot of 2-2 in that group. It seems like there's been a lot of, um, lot of elbowing and nudging and trying to get out. Is it... Um, I mean, there's quite a lot of banter in the Group C group page on on the XTC uh, chat. Have you got a good banter going on in Group B, or is it quite tight and competitive still? It's still a bit tight and competitive for that, yeah. Um, Nobody having fun. Nobody having fun yet. (laughs) We kind of started off, and then I had to give Ed and Dave a row um, for for being a a bit boisterous in the chat. Um, But no, it's really, really tight. our wins have both of our wins have been four. Uh, sorry, we've had a five-two and a four-three, and both of our defeats have been four-threes as well. So the margins are so so fine in our group just now. Um, apart from Peru's win-loss record, obviously, which is stonking. I mean, what if what if Peru won twenty games out of yeah. what's that out of twenty-eight? Twenty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. So have they five-twoed every? round so far is that basically it the four three does oh, so, so we were somebody yeah we, we took them to game seven um yeah. and just couldn't quite close it out our uh five starter player ran with uh ran with kylo when he maybe should have turned in and tried to take a another couple of uh tie fo's off uh-huh. it was very very tight and he was very unlucky so but, well you're, you're the, the first person i've spoken to who's actually had game against the Peru team what is it what what's what, what's going on there because they're a bit of a surprise package I think across all of the groups like nobody was expecting anybody to beat Germany um, I think I think they're really good players obviously yeah. 
but I think where they where they're winning this is the um, the list building. They've brought seven really strong lists. All of them are are just nasty. Um, you know, a, a lot of generic spam, just nothing that's particularly easy to deal with. Um, so we had very very few green matchups um, on our our spreadsheet uh, going into that, and this. Kind of how it worked out. We were able to just neck a couple of yellows and and stick in it. But yeah, their their lists are really really good and really nasty and very very efficient. And the guys the guys were all great as well. They're excellent players. Yeah, I, I've I've played against a couple of Peruvian people in different tournaments, like the the Kyber Cup stuff, and they've they've always been very very strong individual players and. I guess if you're in a tournament where you can curate matchups to an extent like you can in this, if you're putting, you know, your Republic beef player or your resistance beef player or your FO swarm player or whatever into um into something that doesn't have a good matchup against it, then you know, you're doing all right, I suppose. Um Absolutely. Yeah, I mean one of yeah. one of the things that I I mean I'd I'd like to say that I've got some Nostradamus credentials going on, but I did kind of look at Germany's lists. And I thought to myself, you're relying on player skill here. You're not, you're not playing the list building game. You're not going with the seven strongest meta contenders from each of the different factions. Um, we haven't done that. I know Scotland haven't. Um, I know Wales haven't either. We'll we'll have a chat with Stephen about that in in a second. Um, but Germany have definitely. I think they've picked seven strong players, one from each faction, and just said, bring whatever you like. Um, so you know they've got Timo Rab with double robots. They've got Fun Walk with four BBs in rows, which he's done well with, but he seems to be having a terrible run with it. And they've got quite a few other kind of off metal lists. So I, I guess if they crash into a wall of generic spam meta strength from Peru, that could cause them problems. Yeah, then it did. So, yeah, it'd be interesting yeah, to see if they pick up another loss along the way, maybe against you. Well, I hope so. <laughs> when, when are you yeah. when are you playing the might of germany just the last week so no pressure there at all oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but no but we've got hard could games winning in. <laughs> could, could be but we've still got iceland and new zealand to go as well before we get there and they're both on 2-2 as well yeah so that just kind of shows exactly how tight it is in our group. oh man i've actually looked in your group there's four teams on two wins two losses yeah and uh, then germany on three and one peru on four and oh i mean that's that's crunchy tight time. It like is. South Africa and Ukraine, you know, they're out of it now. But, but you know, anybody else can have a and, shout. Well, we thought South Africa were the best team that we've come across so far. And I mean, they absolutely hammered us. They they went 4-0 up in our series. And then we, we kind of clawed a bit of pride back and won the last three games. But, you know, they've got some superb players. Uh, Charlie Clitter, um, Kevin, their captain, um, Pierre. Uh, can't remember what Pierre was flying now. Yeah, I mean, one of the guys that's playing for them won the first of the Gold Squadron Galactic. Yeah, that's what Charlie. Yeah, that's Charlie, and he's excellent. He he was my uh, he's been my only loss of the tournament so far. Yeah, absolutely superb player. Cool. So, what what are you using? What list have you brought, Rory? I brought a, a variation of um, Nicholas God's list. So instead of uh generic star viper i've got a fang fighter in there and a, bit, a few more toys on torkel mux so oh. yeah it's torkel mux with the title 
Um, anytime anybody says Torquil Mox, I just have to go for a wash. It's <laughs> dirty, <laughs> but I really like it. Really good. But yeah, it's Mox with Gleb, Detonators, uh, uh, False Transponder Codes in the title, as a naked Zealous recruit. Justero with transponder codes and Tyranny Kuldo with the cluster missile shenanigans. Yeah, so that's just basically that whole. That's the Tyranny railgun, isn't it? With loads of attacks and things hitting things, and him just, if he gets something in his bullseye, it just rattles them like for three or four damage if they haven't got tokens to burn. To burn. Yeah, yeah, the whole idea is you get something, catch something in your arc, you put it down to zero, and then you initiative kill it. Yeah. Uh, and then just yeah, rinse it until there aren't any ships left. <laughs> I did a practice game um, against one of our guys this week against uh, with the the I, I guess the fairly standard um, muck swarm with three cartel marauders and Sevor, and I know there's you know other variants of mucks like you know um, Tim has been playing mucks with cartel spacers and you know Tom's playing that for England as well, um, but even the the fairly generic three. Kirax fighters and Sevor plus, you know, Mux with Moldy Crow and Zam is just Mux is just disgusting. Because you, you can't um, kill those ships fast enough to stop them from then absolutely annihilating one of your ships. And if Sevor gets a jam off on something as well, it just And that list has been kicking about now for what, two years? It hasn't gone anywhere. Um I think there's better options now with the new scrum crew um, that are available and that came out in the last box mm-hmm. um, to give you a little bit more to play with and Sam Rizal as well, obviously. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Torkoal is very, very good. Gleb's good. I mean, Gleb's ridiculous for two points. Is he, is he two points? Two, two points. Yeah, to coordinate and then pass the stress to a ship that's about to do a blue anyway. Um, so, you know, the, the only challenge is that it leaves him tokenless. But wait a minute. If you're on a Moldy Crow Hawk, he's not tokenless, so it's fine. Um, it's, yeah, he's um, he's he's pretty good, Gleb. And what's the other one that I've been... Uh, I mean, well, obviously, Zam, Zam Crew's on every scrum, scum list near enough. It's probably uh, uh, Gamut Key as well. Oh, Gamut Key. Key, he's the other one, yeah. Those, I mean, those crew are so good. And I think Scum have always just got those options and... I think you can do so many different things. Like you can you can roll into the the auto blaster six swarm, or you can go into the Tyranny enabled rail guns, or you know a lot of it is about um, Torquil Mucks, though. Just yeah. initiative zero something. PS kill it. Go again. You know. Yes, and it's got some game against aces as well. If you can manage to catch them, it'll it'll hurt them. But a couple of my games have been on stream so far. Um, yeah, I've been really tight, but I've just managed to squeak it. It's those um, filthy little jams from um, Seavor. Those are the things that just, I think they tip it from being decent to being really filthy. Because, like, you know, I'll be okay. Three shots, I'll be fine. In the practice game, the guy reinforced Boba um, front, flew in, thought he'd be fine. And first shot, Seavor tickled him from range three. And it didn't matter, just took his reinforce away. And he had three range one shots from Kiraxes. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, bye. Especially if you stick a uh, Mark Sable enclosure on uh, on Sivo as well, because it's oh, not God. just case they're jammed, but they're also rolling less dice. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't have it on this version because um, it, it was an XTC practice. So I was using the list that you know he was going to be flying against. But yeah, there's, there's so much filth that you can do with that. Like, I'm never quite sure about Mark Sable because when I read it, I always think, oh, uh, 
but I guess with um, the mining guild ties, they ignore the obstacle anyway. So you just YOLO over it, don't you? Yep. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty filthy. Cool. Anyway, right, um, Stephen, since you've started talking, we'll talk back to you. You're in Group C with us in Ireland. Yeah. How's it going for Wales? Well, that the, the fourth we uh, lost to you to start off was the highlight of our tournament so far. Okay. So, <laughs> not well. Um, we've had a bit of a disaster because we're 0-4 mm-hmm. um, after the four games. And um, say, we started off with you as we lost 4-3. And we well, it's, it's really close because we're, we're basically two dice rolls off winning, um, winning 5-2. Yeah. Instead. Um, <sighs> Which is ridiculous when you think about it. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, we went on. We played against uh, the Philippines, and they they got they got four 0 up against us off the bat. Um, okay. So that just that just went straight away. We ended up losing five two, and then uh, lost five two to Canada as well from two all. Um, and then England just whacked us six uh, one last week. <laughs> So no, not mer- been, no mercy. No mercy. It's not. It's not been the best event for us, to be honest. So it's not. It started. Bad, it started uh, badly when uh, Malta stole my separatist player. <laughs> Dan Zureb, is it? Um, yeah. Dan Zureb, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I think I think there was about three or four different teams queuing up to get Dan to play for them. <laughs> because uh, his his list is absolutely nasty. Yes, and he's very nasty with it. Is the other yeah. thing to say? Um, well, he only he actually picked up the models in real life last week, and um, he said he's got something like seventy competitive reps under his belt already. Yeah, I mean, he's been at the model table. So, I mean, Dan, Dan's list is the um, is the four HMP gunships, and there's a few players that have been playing it, and. There's, it, it's got a few things that it really struggles into that are kind of common in the meta, but I know Dan's like, has he gone top four or top eight in a couple of big tournaments with it? Yeah, top and four then, in a couple of the gold squadron ones, yeah. Yeah, and then he just hits something, doesn't he, that, that like he just doesn't like, like something that can just nuke a couple of his ships off. Or, you yeah. know, his, his, his one green dice just never rolls of an evade, you know, for the entire game kind of thing, and then they just go off, but... Yeah, and and then you know, as as previously mentioned, he's got a lot of reps, and he's a very good player as well. So, you know, it's um, it's good list, good player, it's good. But I mean, that meant that you got to fly Zamgo. Yeah, so I'm flying the yeah, Django Zam as a result of uh, of this because it kind of it kind of makes sense because although I'm more of a rebel and resistance player, um, I was on double fire sprays uh, just before lockdown. Uh, yeah. the scum ones obviously so you know I've used the chassis quite a bit um, I've used a lot of the cards because I play a bit of Septus now and then as well um, mm-hmm. so I uh, so it, it wasn't a massive uh, transition uh, for me and it's it, it's a filthy list that one though isn't it like I think and... you've you, you've got the biggest um, you've got the biggest bid haven't you in the in the tournament did you drop to like 193 or something joint biggest at 194 194. Which right. is great because it basically means we can peer into any other J- uh, Django Zam yeah. if we want to. Um, yeah. uh, no one's taken us up on that offer yet, though. Yeah, we, um, our Django Zam player played against another one with the bid, and it was sweatier than we thought it was going to be because 
his because we've got quite a low bid as well. Uh, well, quite a good bid as well on ours. Um, I think he's gone to one nine four as well, possibly. Um, and um, yeah, when we we paired into one that was at one nine five, thinking it would be fine, but then because his were his both cost more, um, or the 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 points balance was different. Like rather than both just under a hundred, like one of his was over a hundred, one of them was quite a bit under. Um, it was suddenly a little bit weird. Like, wait a minute, if he gets half on that and we don't get half on that, then, oh, 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 you know. So even though it looked like we were winning the entire time, and I think it came down to like. You know, one move where he basically just had to three straight to the edge of the board when time was out to stop no. himself from being shot at, and it was ugh, a bit no. squeaky. Because I'm I'm playing the asymmetric value ones as well, because my Django is 103 and my Zam's 91. Yeah. Um, and the, the main thing is that Duke, uh, Dooku's on Zam, which brings her cost down, but it also means that you you've got perfect information for Dooku's ability. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you something. Gary Colton, who's flying jams, Zango Jam for us, he got um, the most beautiful thing. Um, he was flying against Five Sight um, with Finland um, last last thing, and he was like winning. Um, he had um, one Inquisitor with one hull left, trying to kind of navigate through, and he was like kind of flying around the outside of the obstacles. And um, the Finnish player decided that this was going to be the turn where he was going to surprise um, Django, or whichever one it was he had left, by um, hard in over the debris um, oh, yeah. to line up the shot. And um, Gary just said, I'm just going to check range two. Yep, you're in. Roll a crit on that. <laughs> and and the, the, the Inquisitor that was on one hull exploded, and the game was finished. And it was like, oh, what happened there? <laughs> it was like, oh, Dooku, okay, right. Yeah, it was... Um, I think I think the Finnish guy just forgot that Dooku was on there or misjudged that it was range two or something. But it was one of those ones I think that as a Django Zam player, you just are you're desperate for somebody to fly over a debris when they've not got any shields so that you can just do it to them. Um, um against the Philippines, um it happened three times. Well well, once on a debris and and twice on the field detonators. Yeah. And it it's horrific. Especially when you when it's against an unshielded ship as well. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to just ask you quickly about is I want to talk about Gav Kirby's first order list. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's two bat wings, isn't it? Two Upsilon shuttles. And then is it Kylo? No, it or is Hollow? Hollow. And that's it. So those three ships. Yeah. So it's Thanison, Tavson, and Hollow. Yes. With some upgrades. Yes. Um, well, Phasma on Fannison, try and keep it, keep stuff stressed. Um, uh, also, that ties in quite nicely with balance and stability. Um, yeah, Tabson obviously is just a, a dick, basically. Um, Tim, Tim, mark the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, Hollow, <laughs> Hollow can obviously pass off his tokens as yeah. well. It's two big, big guns. Yeah, I mean, I like I was looking at it and I was thinking, that's a that's a targeted list because like everybody else is looking at first order and bringing like salads or bringing aces or bringing malarus or something like that, you know, something like efficient with lots of ships in it. And you've brought something totally different, which to me I was like, there must be a a strategy behind what that's there for. Is it to basically threaten? kind of 
low ship count AC lists with those big double modded guns? Uh, kind of, or also low health swarms. Mm. Um, because you know, if it comes up against a droid swarm, for instance, it probably takes two or three off in the first engagement. Yeah, um, and there's a couple of other lists where it could do do quite well against it. I don't think I've done the best job pairing it into into matchups, to be honest. Um, he's because Gav's been close on a couple of games, but he's lost all. He has lost all four. Yeah. Um, one of them, he was completely busted in fairness. I'll say that now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but he was basically a shot off against you guys, and he was a shot off within in one of the other games as well. Yeah. Um, so. Yes, I say it's 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 an interesting. I mean, you you know because we played against each other in round one, but I'm I'm flying Venny, yeah. and you yeah, know and I've got, <laughs> and I'm the only one. And the only reason I'm flying it is because Gary said, you know, do you want to fly that or um you know the five jet uh, five ship jousting list? And I was like, well, I can fly either. Um, you know, people will be prepared for the five ship jousting list and be prepared what to pair into it. But they might not be prepared for the thing, and I've also got about a hundred reps with it, and you know it's a bit different. And it was like, okay, well, you can fly that. I was well, like, right, okay, grand, thanks. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so, so what's have... your win loss record, uh, Rich? With oh, my, I have no idea. I'm definitely in positives. Okay. But in in fairness, most people fly into Venny's front arc and then act all confused that their green dice didn't stop them from dying, and it's like, well. It's a double modded three dice followed by a double modded two dice. And if you're in range one, it's four dice followed by three dice. And then a follow up shot from another ship as well. So just because know. our our resistance five ship list player is uh has got has gone four zero so far. So Oh what well, mine mine in mine in this tournament is yeah. um three one. No two yeah, two. I'm two. No, I'm two two, but I did get bust under Django's arm in round one to Steven. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, and then I, I lost my last round. Um, I was saying um, against Finland, it was um, oh Dengar with Zam and Proton Torpedoes and some other stuff that's irrelevant because that's the combo that I didn't understand when I read the list when I was doing my um, projection of you know yes no maybes across the lists. Um, so Gary was quite chuffed that he'd managed to get me paired into it, and then. Cormac Higgins said, I was surprised you said yes to that when I saw the proton torpedoes. And I was like, it's got proton torpedoes? <laughs> and they were like, oh, wait, you didn't see those. I was like, uh, if I say I did, <laughs> will you believe me? <laughs> but um, yeah, no, so I had to I had to basically um, think of like, because my strategy against it without the torps was um, like, just go all in on Fen and try and take him off because I can deal with Dengar later and it's probably fine. Um, my strategy had to change to jump from outside of range three to inside of range one and take Dengar off in a turn and try and have enough left to kill Fen and then worry about Gamut Key, the third ship at the end. Um, and the taking Dengar off in a turn worked between a trajectory simulated proton and a bunch of shots and then a proton behind me that he slipped onto, which was nice. But unfortunately, Venny et. And I can't remember what order they came out in, but. Disabled, uh, sorry, weapons failure, panicked pilot, and loose stabilizer. So I was basically going forward and shooting one dice out the side for the rest of the game. 
Um, and, then, and then I got a damaged engine as well. So when I did clear my stress, I was having to do hard turns just to stay on the board and getting stressed as well. So oh, it, was, it was bad. It was the worst crit chain I've ever had in my life. But in fairness to um, the, the Finnish guy, he played it really, really well. I, I've, I'm terrible with names today. I'm normally quite good, but I've absolutely forgotten them. Um, but yeah, it was um, Aku maybe. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a fantastic game. Like it was really close. The series against Finland was phenomenally close. Like, um, and it's it's also opened our group up now because we've got England on four zero, but then we've got us and Canada on three one, and Finland, Philippines, and Croatia, Croatia all on two two, and Croatia in their words, have played the hard games because they've done Canada, us, and England. Um, so they've got hard games to come because we've played against both Wales and Colombia um, and Finland. And they're all difficult, difficult matchups, like based on your parents and stuff. So, um, But I think Croatia have got a, a shout. Um, matches having some kind of hero moment at the minute. I'm not quite sure what's going on. He thought they were going to go 0-7 and have a laugh. And he's found himself winning against Canada in round one, <laughs> two and two. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting our group. I think Stephen definitely it's getting that way. It is because um, it could be basically any of them. Because we we're talking about this be in our game, or as, as talked about with your with your captain, and uh, this would be your chance that four wins might give you it might actually give you a shot at getting through. Yeah. Um, depending on exactly how everything shakes out. Um, and if if not, we'll probably go two teams on five. Yeah, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna come down. We think to um head to head, um or game wins probably game wins between two of us and in, in Ireland, Canada, and Finland, possibly. But then um discounting Philippines and Croatia, which I really shouldn't do because we've been we've we've found out that discounting um people is uh. It's the wrong thing to do. Hey, have you guys had a, a done a, a had a chance to do a hot take on the uh, the big result in Group A of this week? Just waiting for Bartosz to say that the whole thing's cancelled. <laughs> okay, so for anybody who's had their head buried in the sand in in the sand um, for the last kind of three or four days, um, Norway uh, this week uh, went up against Poland and they beat them four three and they did the it was a three three with a decider. Um, and uh, Iwar, the, the Norwegian guy's name is, um, 200 nilled, um, the Polish guy. Um, I've, I've no idea what the lists were or who was playing. I just knew that the score was 200 nil, and I was like, this is unbelievable. Because right at the very start of the tournament, and, and first of all, I have to say in fairness to them, Poland have never said that they're going to walk over this. Poland have never, ever said that. However, Every single other podcast that's talked about this group has said Poland are going to go 7-0 and it's, a, it's an argument between Italy and one other, probably, about who's going to go through with them. But now, Poland have gone 2-2 two and two in the first four games. Singapore and Italy are 4-0. Singapore, surprise package of the tournament, um, apparently reveling in the status of underdogs as they crush people. Italy have got 25 wins out of 27 games. So they have been annihilating people. Um, and it looks like Poland could be out unless something really weird happens in the last couple of games. Last couple of rounds with Singapore and Italy dropping games. So who wants to give me hot takes on this? What What's happened to Poland? I'm going to go to Rory first. 
No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how they managed to get beat by Norway. I haven't been paying much attention to it. But um, I would have thought that we would have won that quite comfortably. And the the, the games between Italy and Singapore and uh, we'd, have, we'd have been the deciders there for who comes second. But obviously not. I mean, like, I can't brain it, right? And this is us showing kind of European-American bias, really, because... Kind of people are like, well, Singapore have got a strong scene. They've got X Y. People know about him. They've got Justin Fua, but he's not playing. But that means that they've got a competitive scene because they've generated a world champion. But we don't know who their players are, so you know, therefore, probably not. But I mean, four and zero. You know, and I mean, eighteen wins. They've got less wins than Poland. You know, this is the thing. Like game wins, but you know, if Poland have six one or seven owed somebody, but then lost their other ones four three, then you know that's gonna. It's that's a bit fair. weird. Singapore got twenty wins. Actually, they got they got oh, one more than Poland. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, challenge not updated from where I'm looking at it. I mean, Poland have still to play Singapore, and Italy and Singapore have still to play as well. So there is a chance that Italy could beat Singapore, Poland beat Singapore, and then they sneak in by having a better a better match win record, a set win record. Yeah, so Poland need to play Italy mm-hmm. as well. So I mean yeah, it it could all it could all shuffle around. So Singapore and Italy have to play, Poland and Italy have to play. Um so yeah, you know that it, it could all shuffle around. It could all get a bit exciting. Um but who knows? I mean, it's a it's a bit of a crazy one. I guess the other the other group that's all gone a bit mad. Um, I mean, is it, I was going to talk about Group E. Let's talk about Group E. Group E's gone a bit mad because Japan are at the top with two one, with France also on two one because these guys are playing one game less, so they've both got had a bye week already. Then Serbia two two. Then Switzerland 2 2, then Denmark, then the Netherlands, who were the seeded team and everybody's favourite to just canter through Group E. I mean, former top table at Worlds, Yelte de Boer, you know, system open champion captain, Fan Langlan, multiple system open champions, won everything fan. Um, Niels Voss, whole bunch of really, really strong players. I mean, a massive surprise for me. Have you. Serbia are good. Serbia are really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah. I. I agree. Well, Serbia have been unjustly written off. Yeah, they, they played. They played every uh, issue, every version of this event from the start, mm-hmm. and they've well, been competitive in every one. They've made the cut a couple of times in it as well. <laughs> do you remember the TLTs in twenty eighteen, Stephen? I do. Yeah, and that was their that was, worst performance. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they actually led to a rule change. Um, so what, what what were the TLTs in 2018? Because that's kind of before my time, young whippersnapper that I am. Well, the, the original rule was you can have two two lists which were exactly the same. And back this then, it was what is the three faction. So you had to bring two rebel, two imperial, and two scum uh, yes. lists. So they had uh, two quad TLT lists for scum. Nice. Um, they had a quad TLT list for rebel. I think they had a quad TLT list for imperial. A uh, uh, ghost pen and something else. Ugh. So they Horrible. just went. They just went full de- full degeneracy. Basically. Yeah, I think, I think only the one list didn't have a TLT in it. Oh my god! I mean, it was a busted upgrade at the end of version one. Like TLT was 
like the the ultimate poster boy for why version one needed to go away. Um, maybe that and harpoon missiles, but um, yeah, I mean Serbia and I mean Switzerland are doing really well as well. Um, I talked to Raphael and and Fabian from from yep. Switzerland time to time and other things, um, and you know they're a little bit surprised that they're doing as well as they are, and they've been really close to actually being three one as well. Um, so, and I don't get this because um, the UK system opened last year. Um, They've four of the I think four of the players who were in in, in their team uh, went to that, and two of them made the cut, and the others yeah. had good records. Uh, yeah. The Paris system opened a few months before we were there then, and I played one of them in the cut there, and another one of them made the cut again. Yeah, so they're good players who are doing well at big events. I think the thing to this is really just a hammer in home that in the in the XTC you don't have there's no easy games like if you go to a like a UK system open where there's 500 players in a room and you're, you know, you're thinking maybe I can go through and do reasonably well in this. Unless you get unluckily paired into, you know, a former world champion or, you know, one of the really, really good players at the top, you get a couple of wins for free on your way to like round three or four. And you might lose one, but you get a couple of wins from people who are just there because it's a big event or they've gone with their mates and they've brought their fun list that they've built themselves or whatever. And that's fine. And I actually commend people who love playing the game so much, then they're not interested in the competitive side of it. Like my, my best mate at um, One System Open flew Dash Han because they were both smugglers and he didn't put any of the good upgrades on either of them because they weren't thematic. Um, and he just put thematic upgrades on these on these two big ships and flew them in circles and got absolutely annihilated in every single game. But he had a great time. He loved it because um, that's why he plays the game. He plays the game to fly spaceships in a thematic way and to judge people who have, you know, different eras of smugglers on the same ships and stuff like that, you know. Oh, she can't be on that because she's from the Clone Wars era and that's uh, whatever. So, And it's like, you know, I don't get it, but, you know, that's his jam. So, you know, I love it. Um, and yeah, but like in in the system opens, you, you get those players, don't you? And you, but you don't get them in the XTC. Um, nope. And that's the thing in the XTC, you're going to hit metalists. And if it's not an if it's not a non metalist, it's there for a reason. Um, and it's curated, so you know if you can put a list in and say, I've put this list in because it beats Django Zam. So I'm going to try and pair this into Django Zam, and yeah. you know that's what I'm going to try and do, or whatever. Um, the other yeah, thing, I mean, so go so on. The, other, the other thing this year is because it's online, you don't need to have seven players who are seven quality players who are willing and able to travel. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you got, uh, you know, oh, we've got like 150 amazing competitive players. There's only seven who can go. Yeah. Um, and, and now it's like, well, yeah, it's seven players who can do it from home yeah so the only lot... thing is their their willingness to use tts isn't it it is yeah <laughs> you know? so um... it's it, you know it, it the games are more uh, the games are difficult because even like say the smaller countries with like smaller scenes if they got the play if they got the top the, their top players are of, a, of that standard it's still going to be a, a really difficult game yeah, so we 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 talked a few episodes ago about teams that have got a long tail, like a like a, the cricket analogy of you know a really strong couple of opening bats, and then you know numbers three down to eleven aren't very good. Um, and 
I'm not sure if there are any of those teams, to be honest. I think there's a lot of teams where you've got, you know, six players who are, you know, very solid and will always go 3-3 or 4-2 in a tournament. And then one player who would usually go 4-2 or 5-1. And I think that's like the the baseline standard for an XTC team. I don't think you, you don't have any players who you would expect to see, you know, kind of losing. Um, or you know, in in the fun fun zone tables kind of thing, and I'm trying really hard not to sound elitist and a bit snobbish here because, you know, you can come and play in the XTC and you can smash people up, um, whatever your level or your ability or or your thought is. I mean, I know that, um, like Colombia, we had the Colombian captain on a few weeks ago, and he was like, you know, we're the we're the whipping boys of the tournament because our scene is only you know, six months, nine months old. We've all only been playing. You know, our longest standing player has been playing for a year and a half um, and learned in Brazil and moved back to Colombia and has started a scene here. And um, But we all just play on TTS because we can't buy the product and there's been COVID and, you know, and even still, Colombia are running teams really tight. Like they're getting, you know, four threes and, you know, five twos and stuff like that. And they're learning game by game by game and it's getting harder for for their opponents game by game so and that's um, the problem playing playing against better players it it drags your standard up yeah which is amazing because like is amazing it's not good for us because we got them this week but uh, <laughs> um it's interesting because <laughs> what Rory said about uh peru and their uh their lists are all very you know they're generic spam heavy yeah um so are Colombia's. Yeah. So is it some kind of South? Is it is it South America meta kind of thing? Well, to to be honest, if you look at the Ireland lists, we're we're pretty similar, um, and a lot of it is into um, a lot of it's leaning into. Well, we don't want to we don't want to lose by too much when we do lose. Um, we don't want a game that can just turn on one bad green dice roll. So we haven't got an aces list because it was like if you fly Kylo and he blanks out and takes hit hit crit. And on the opening engagement or something like that, that can just end your game for you, um, and it can just be done. Um, and we didn't want that to happen. We always wanted people to be able to have the the ship volumes to crawl it back. Um, but now that I say that, I'm thinking through our lists, and we have got a few non-generic spammy things, but everything's quite beefy and quite resilient, I think. Um, and I think that's the what Gary was thinking of when he when he put our lists together. Because you know, this is how Gary did it. He told us what we were, what archetype we were flying. He said, you know, within this archetype, play whatever you want. Didn't give Connor a lot of wiggle room. <laughs> Connor, you're flying first order, and it's a Malarus swarm. And it's like, great, I've got five points of wiggle room. What, what, what do I do with those five points? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, so the other thing, um, the, the the only other big shock um, this week, and, and was it even a shock? Was it USA went down to Spain? Um, Defending champions, winning. Yeah, it's not a yeah. surprise really, is it? Yeah. It's not a shock. I mean, that group has got the big shock in it, in that Australia are currently 0-4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's the big shock, to yeah. be honest. Um, part of me does wonder whether them having to get up and play at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning in order to play at, you know, 9, 10 o'clock European time is has affected them. You know whether they're not firing on all cylinders because of the time zone differences, but you know, and none of their players, then the really sort of traditionally big names from Australia are playing in this tournament, are they? I mean, I know they've got Actar, but yeah, 
there's no uh, Fosses or Morgan Reed. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't know much about their team. Um, well, my, my 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 belief is that, or, or my my understanding is that one of the Fosses is coaching the Philippines. That is correct. Yes. Um, and the other one doesn't do TTS. And Morgan Reed has been playing Marvel Crisis Protocol for the last two years, and isn't playing X Wing at the minute. So you know they've got some amazing players, like top eight, top sixteen, top four worlds level players. Um, but yeah, they just. Um, yeah, they're just not doing it. And I mean, we had Akdar on and he was very confident that, you know, he had the pairings down and they had the team and they had the lists and they had a lot of players that they'd had to turn down. Good players who, you know, well, they had, they had a proper selection process. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, players register interest and had to do well at something to qualify. Yeah. Well, that's where they've gone wrong. That's <laughs> You just bring your mates, right? Just let yep. anybody in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, there's um, there's there's one question that I do I do have to ask Stephen. Stephen, there's a there's a Sith taker, a young man. His name's Liam Baker, or Ian Barker, as he has been known, and he feels aggrieved that he wasn't selected by Wales, despite the fact he's not Welsh, and that your entire team is comprised of Welsh people. Is there anything that you, Stephen, would like to say to Liam at this point? Now that now that you have the floor, now that you've got the air. If he was that interested, he should have hunted me down. Are you saying he didn't try hard enough and that yeah, if he'd wanted it? That is exactly what I'm saying, yes. And if he'd stood on the sidelines, waving his arms, making even more memes than he already did, shouting, put me in, coach, put me in, I can do a job for you, coach, then you might have let him play. Yes. Oh. I, th- I think if you uh, tuned into Ollie's uh, spicy hot take last night, uh, Liam actually uh, let slip that um, uh, Farby has recruited him to form Team Liechtenstein uh, for next year's XTC. Fantastic. Liam's just got to move to Liechtenstein to get the uh, the residency. I, I, th- I, I think I think he is that desperate. He may just do it. <laughs> or find four Liechtensteinians. Yeah, because you're gonna yeah. you, can, you can have three mercenaries. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, you heard it here first. Li- Liam's been shouting "Screw you, Wales!" everywhere he can find on the internet every time you lose. So and that turns out that it's his own fault. Well, that's hilarious. I'll take it. He's been having great fun, yeah. Um, have Have you guys been listening to Ollie's spicy hot takes? Not really. Um, I watched. Uh, I, I did watch the. Well, this is the one episode, but uh, it's uh, been well playing more to be honest. Yeah, it's a bit uh, late. It's a bit late for me. I'm in, I'm in bed when he starts, but I do sometimes catch up on it. Um, yeah, I think it's um, it's completely non-serious. Um, with with the odd little bit of seriousness put in there but yeah they're basically spending a lot of time just ragging on the americans i think um, uh, i've been i've been watching and ollie has promised me a kiss if uh, we beat germany in week seven so we'll be going <laughs> all guns blazing for that we started working on our matchups for that one already i was gonna say a kiss from who a kiss from ollie, uh, oh, kiss wow. from ollie on, okay. on my cheek so um just if we do manage me. it yeah, if we do manage it, I'm not going to shave for months. <laughs> try and get <laughs> as much food in there as I can. Hang on a minute now, Rory. I'm just see. I've got several images because you're a Scotsman, um, and you you've got four cheeks, not two, <laughs> and you wear a kilt. You wear a kilt, so all of them are easily accessible. And I don't know if you're going to be shaving your arse as well. So where exactly <laughs> is Ollie Pocknell going to be kissing you if you beat Scotland? I, I could voluntarily eat a lot of hot sauce the night before as well. 
you know, I the, the hot sauce thing has become such a meme. I have no idea. I, I don't even know what the bet is. Like whether it's if England don't qualify or if Oli, if it's somebody if, beats them or something. It's if England don't go seven and zero in a group stage. Well, initially oh, yeah. it was, it was, it was between uh, Marcel Manzano and Ollie, and it was whichever team didn't qualify, the the captain would go on the other's podcast and do hot sauce, and then I think Ollie decided to up the ante by saying that if England didn't go seven zero in their group, he would do the hot sauce. Anyway, fair yeah. enough. Uh, which we all find uh, in the England count quite amusing because. We could be six and zero, already qualified, going into the last round versus Ireland, and just bin it off. Uh, I mean, it would be quite quite amusing. I'd I'd feel sorry for the team that came third after Ireland got a seven zero victory against England. Well, no, like, not well, not seven zero because the tiebreaker might might matter. So, <laughs> give, give us a four three. Yeah. I, I think yeah. there's a couple of players in the, in the England team who are incapable of playing to lose as well. Oh no! I, I, yeah. There's definitely three. yeah, well, that, but that's why it'd be a four-three. <laughs> yeah. So like, so Tom will never lose on purpose. No, exactly. That, Julian, that was one of them. Julian that, would one. never lose on purpose, and Ollie is not going to voluntarily mean that he has to drink hot sauce, <laughs> which means that you're relying on Ollie's well, mates. Oh, I know. I think, I, I think, I think Paul, I think Paul and Lloyd would be on board. It Paul might, and Lloyd would be yeah, on board. It, so it, it might, it might be, uh, it might be down to Kez and Dom whether or not they could be uh, persuaded. Oh, Dom's persuadable. Kez, <laughs> Kez is persuadable. Kez is from the north. Um, so, you know, we just draw, draw some imaginary lines across the map and start shouting things about southerners and all that kind of stuff, and it'll be fine. Well, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It, it is funny watching it. Like, um, Liam's just... And Liam, Connor last night, bless him. Um, bit, bit of a shout-out, actually, to Connor. There was a Gold Squadron event yesterday. I can't remember which one it was. Um, Lemu. But, um, yeah. That one, it was hyperspace. Connor accidentally brought a hyperspace list, so he was only by accident legal, and he got top four. Um, yeah, so well played, Connor. Well, well played, Connor. Uh, yeah, he uh, turns out that if you bring something absolutely disgusting, you can do well with it. Um, but is it worth pointing out it was won by Marcel Manzano flying? I mean, I know Liam's already talked about the fact that Marcel was concentrating too hard on. Um, the Gold Squadron event to get good pairings for his team, and that's why they lost to Spain or something like that. Um, but it's worth pointing out that Marcel won it, um, flying Dace, Bonearm, Tel, Trevura, and Bosk. Yep. So there's a thing. We have Cutthroat, we have, I think, Gamut Key, I think there's probably Gleb in there. Oh, yeah, yeah he's pro- got all, proper, all of pro- the new broken, all of yeah. the new broken scum stuff. Proper just scum the list. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, eye on things everywhere just to trigger Dace's ability. Well, that, that was the problem with. Stuff. With Boss before was that you couldn't get him double modified. You couldn't yeah. get his double modified shots, so he just whiff every once in a while. And now every single turn he's got a double modification on there, and sometimes two attacks. Yeah, uh, and, possibly, and possibly even yeah. double reinforce. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So like he lives, or he just yeah target lock focus plus Greedo. There's four hits. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, I mean, we knew we knew how good. Bosk could be against certain builds, like against aces, because um, Actor had that Bosk build with Borlom and Zuckus, and you know, if you're shooting at aces, and there was the 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 landmark game where he just popped. Um, I think it was Bartosz's A wings one at a time. Yeah, and you know, if you're if you're relying on rolling natural greens 
well twice <laughs> to not die. <laughs> it's kind of a bit difficult. Uh, yeah, no, well, well done. You've avoided it. Reroll them. <laughs> Don't like it. Just reroll it. Okay, it's gone through, and I'll break those that crit down into two hits, and then you can have another crit as well. It's all good. Um, and one of those he popped at those was a range three through, through a obstacle as well. So yeah. it was five greens, one shotted. <laughs> yeah, Oof. yeah. It was like I was two two and a crit, and the crit's direct, and that's it, gone. So yeah, it's filthy. But um, I mean, we all know Bosk is filthy, and there's a way to play against him. I guess the thing is, you know. When you've got something like Trell Tell trotting around behind and you've got the Hawk trotting around behind as well, then there's a lot of protection for what is, you know, the the easy win condition against Bosk. You get behind him and just shoot him a lot until he's dead. But yeah, if you can't do that because the other ships sitting behind him are opening you up, then it's it's a lot harder. I have I mean, Bosk Dengar and Asajj this week, which will be really difficult, I think. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a fairly filthy list. Mm. I mean, Bosk is. I think Bosk is one of those brilliantly balanced chips because it's he's an absolute monster, but sometimes he can just be utterly, utterly frustratingly useless. Yeah, like you <laughs> stick him on the table and you can just completely rinse a list in no time at all with him, or do nothing, <laughs> fly around in circles, never shooting anybody, getting annoyed about how bad the hound's tooth is, but. <laughs> Um, oh, there was a list once that had like five of them. I think it was at the last Sith Taker Open we played in person. It wasn't five, no, it was three of them and a Jump Master, I think. It was just so much real estate and arcs and stuff on the board, and it was just, what can you do? But turns out that they were all single or unmodded because they were bumping and going over rocks because they take up so much space. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fair enough. Right, um... We've been whiffling on a bit about XTC. I don't think there's any other X-Wing news to go at the minute, is there? The squid's out. Some people are playing with it. It appears it's good fun. Have you bought the squid, either of you? Any of you? Uh, no. I think I've play, played, what, three Epic games in my life? Yeah, I've never played it. We're yeah, it's I mean, it looks cool. Uh, it looks it look, looks interesting, and I think that enough of the guys down at Element have bought them that at some point we might well do the cooperative game against it and see how it goes. You know, some night when we actually get to go back down and play in person. But um, yeah, it looks cool. Um, there are rumours coming out that the Resistance Y Wing pack is going to be spoiled for release this month, um, but I've not heard anything. The, oh, actually, I have heard one thing, which is that Babu Frick is going to be in the pack. Almost definitely Babu Frick is going to be in the pack. Now, is that just because he's in the movie and he's in a resistance wiring in the movie? But I don't know, because he's like the size of a golf ball, so he can't be a pilot. So what are they going to do with him? Now, is this a rumour or is this just something that you really want to happen, Rich? No, no I've, I've heard, I've heard that he's in it, but he's not a pilot, so I can't figure it out because he's not a droid, but... Maybe maybe yeah. he's a config or a uh, modification. That would be funny. That would be mod, funny. <laughs> I'm not a config, I'm a free spice trader. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it'll be cool. And I'll put him in a list just to see what he does at some point, because, you know, resistance Y-Wings. Because I need more Y wings in my life. Why not? Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, they'll be. They, hopefully it will be good because Resistance of First Order are the two most underpowered factions. 
in the game. Do you, do you think? I think currently that the Galactic Republic is because they are suffering such a heavy tax for having force that they won't give them any three dice guns without charging them through the nose for them. Yeah, everything's so expensive in the Republic. It's a shame that and Anakin's, although we've got one on our list, are near enough unplayable because of their cost. And the Eta 2 Anakin just explodes. Whereas he, yeah. should be a, he should be a force and you should be seeing him on the table because he's such a big character. I mean, I, I, I agree with FO, Stephen. Um, yeah. It, it needs something. I think resistance is... Or resistance is just a little tickle away from greatness. Like it's so close. It, it, like, it was A wings the faction, but yeah, uh, uh, they the, the five A wings are off the table though. So you, you can try and do four, but they aren't as good. Um, I so do like, like one list. I do like uh, Rifus's list for this event. It's which really, one's that? Uh, he's flying Ray with Pover Drive and um, Rose in the nonsense pod. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and. He actually uses patience um, in the list, which is the only ship I've ever seen it uh, on where it actually works properly. Is that um, on Ray? Patience it, on Ray? It's on Ray, yeah. Yeah. So he it's... takes. Sorry. So he he basically he regens the uh, the force with it. Yeah. Shoots with Poe and then passes off the disarm token. So not disarm the uh, deplete token. Oh, so he uses hold. He's got holdo. Yeah, uh, when he when he passes off the deplete token, he also takes Rose Tico's uh, reinforce. No, oh no, he normally passes the deplete token off to Poe. Ah, does he? But that is another option. He has. I haven't, haven't seen it yet. Uh, but yeah, the reinforce is an option as well. But it, it essentially means he can either have a reinforce or uh, always have full force every single turn. How does Rose get reinforce? Oh, she. Oh, that's right. He's got it's angled deflectors. deflectors on it, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. It. I remember seeing that when we were first looking at lists and being like, "That can't be good." And then, like you see, oh, it's a Holdo Ray, right? Okay, now it makes sense. Um, so yeah, Holdo's the the linchpin of that, and it's the linchpin that's on the hardest to kill ship. But Pover Drive's good. Like I've seen a lot of good players have started testing into Poe with Overdrive thrusters, and I think a couple more pieces that can fit in around him um, will make it really good. Um, that's what I'm hoping will be the. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping the the Y wings will be. It'll be something to complete a list with him. I tell you what, pour one out for resistance C3PO. Still no way for ships to get calculates on their action bar so that he can coordinate them across the board. Come on. There's <laughs> the two droids. There's the two droids, isn't there? Right. The, Eight the points for PZ4CO. Yeah. <laughs> I think PZ4CO has gone down. Uh, it's four it? or five points now. Oh. You can get two Falcons with the droids and. Uh, <laughs> And C three PO in a pod, C three PO in a BB eight pod or something like that. Yeah, oh, I've been feel worth it, does it? It's it's no, it's not. No. <laughs> the long range coordinators. Like I, I, an astromech, a generic astromech that the only thing it does is it adds calculate to your action bar, and then you, you that can enable lists basically for resistance, um, or not like however many points it needs to be to make it a little bit wholesome. But like having C3PO in something somewhere, flying around, just being able to coordinate um, would be so good. I would enjoy that so much as a list, as a concept yeah. to play with. Um, but too. I don't think it's going to happen because I think it would be busted. <laughs> Genuinely think it would be busted. You remember um, Manaru? That, that's what that would be. 
primarily. Yeah, basically, it's, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. so, something that doesn't engage in the game and just feeds actions to something big yeah. and horrible. Dengaru, yeah. that was the list I meant. Yeah, yeah. Manaru was off one side of the table coordinating Dengar to do things from the other. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it did create an interesting, because that was the one that, um, oh, what's his name? The Belgian guy who won Worlds. Nand Nantorf. Nand Nantorf, that's him. Because he that was the year that he won Worlds, and he basically said, well, the best list in the entire game is Dengaru, and the, the way to win it is because the two Dengars trade for each other, and then the winner is the one with the best Manaru. So he took some stuff off Dengar to make his Dengar cheaper. Um, and made his Manaru more expensive. And so he just won the mirror match because he always traded Dengar for Dengar because that's what happened. And then his Manaru was better than the other Manaru and, and worth more points. So he won the game. <laughs> like, well, fair enough. <laughs> clever boy. Clever boy. That's why he wins Worlds because he's a clever boy. Anyway, cool. Um, either of you know or any of you know about any more X Wing rumors coming up? No, no, no. It's a bit of a dry spell at the minute, isn't it? Like they've said that points are going to come after the summer now. Yeah. Um, um, I, I think a lot of it is they're still in their transition period, uh, moving yeah. across to AMG. So uh, um, this is there's going to be a bit of a lag. Um, yeah, and I guess that the more they can use this lag to kind of. So, like, there's going to be a point due to COVID where there's a giant spell where nothing happens, like, about two years down the line, like, maybe in about a year or 18 months from now. And I think that if they can spread that out by delaying stuff now so that, you know, they've got goodwill because it's still during COVID, um, that people go, oh, it's during COVID and they've just taken over, it's fine. Whereas in two years' time, if there's a big rush of content and then suddenly there's a one-year period where literally nothing happens and it's like, they're going, this is the delayed problem because of COVID and everybody's like, no, that, that was two years ago. What are you talking about? Where's my stuff? Uh, so, you know, human beings have got short memories, haven't we? Yeah. Um, well, they'll, well, they can get some, pretty, some goodwill sorted because they're doing a new app, aren't they? I don't believe that that will give them any goodwill from the community whatsoever. <laughs> if it's good, I mean, I'd love, I'd love it to be useful. I would love it to be useful, but I can't bring myself to think that it will be. I, I mean, would really like some clarity on organised play and what their kind of tournaments structure is going to be like. Are we still going to have store champs? Are we still going to have regionals? Are we still going to have nationals and system opens? Um, I, I get that they can't forecast the dates for those just now because everything's so up in the air. But it'd be nice to know what the plan is when things are when all things are equal. Yeah, because um, all we know now is there's there will be a world. Yeah, and and they're running aces high events at store level as a way to introduce new players to the game. Yep, and everything in between those two extremes <laughs> is a big muddy cloud. <laughs> Who knows? I think they they have also said they are going to provide some other store level competitive uh, kits as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the question is, I think, is, and tell me if you're thinking different, Rory, is like, is it going to be a competitive store champ where you've got, you know, six rounds and a cut and then there's swag and a ticket for worlds or whatever? Or is it going to be you know, here's a bunch of old dark cards and this is for game night kits. And that's what they think of a store level organized play. You know, at what point are they going to start doing prize support? Is it going to be regionals? Is it going to be 
you know, are there going to be system open scale events? Is the UK ever going to see 500 people all sitting in a room in Birmingham or wherever playing X-Wing again? You know, it, I, I want to know that, you know. Yeah, and I really hope so. I think it would be a shame uh, to, to take away what was already a reasonably good system. I know not everybody was happy with the hyperspace trials, but, you know, store champs, it's something at regional level, because... So, it's hard for us up in Scotland to travel down nationals every year. Yeah. Um, it's not always the cheapest. I mean, I'll tell you what the thing is, and you know, I'll be speaking out here for the rest of the Sith takers, but if, a, uh, if um, AMG say that they're not going to run anything bigger than, you know, like it's going to be Worlds, and there's not, but there's not going to be any big, huge events, we will continue to run Sith Taker Opens, and if necessary, we'll make them bigger. Um, you know, we've had to contract this one this year down to 64 because of COVID, but last year was... I think 111, 112 players, and we wanted to go bigger. Um, we will go bigger. We've got the space to go bigger in and around Element. I know I can hear Tim twitching in the background about having to convert the downstairs dance studio into another room and get more judges and all of that stuff sorted out. But I've done it you know, before. It, I can do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not an insurmountable barrier. That's the thing. And I think the community has the will for you know those kinds of events to actually say, you know what? we enjoy those two, three, four hundred person events so much that if you're not going to run something, somebody will. Having you know. having run two to three hundred player 40k events, X-Wing is a piece of cake. So much easier. You don't need, don't need all those six by four boards, do you? And all the terrain. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, dearie me. You mean it's not acceptable to just use piles of hardback books in tournaments? <laughs> not, <laughs> not at my events, no. Yeah, I mean, so it's lovely. And I guess one of the things that AMG are doing um, well at the minute, and I guess, well, oh, actually, two things to talk about. First of all is, I don't can't remember if we talked about the rules forum going up. They are being responsive to that, um, and there are a lot of questions going up. So um, it's worth your while um, looking at it if you're not already and um, joining in the hilarity that is trying to break the mods by asking them incredibly stupid questions about stuff based on their answers to other things. Um, let's not talk about the ruling that was in place for Poe for about three hours. Um, and then, and then um, yeah, the other thing was I was going to say, oh, no, it's gone. I got distracted by my own brain. Never mind. Okay. I will say that, uh, about the rules form as well, it's interesting who they've chosen to um, answer the, the questions, basically. Yeah, I think it was the people who were mostly nagging them about rules queries. Um, so, so Chris Mitchell, I, I entirely get that, that, well, they're the two people who are going to be marshalling the events in, um, America and in Europe. So Chris, um, I think was taking over from Vince, um, rest in peace. Um, and Chris is, you know, being the head judge in a ton of events. So it, it makes a lot of sense that he's, uh, okay. one of the moderators. And then obviously D Yoon has recently been the, what's the word? Marshall slash whatever, like the Grand High Judge for the yeah. big American events. So, Yeah, and actually the fact that they are involved um, with AMG in, in, like, in this, even in this capacity, it does make me hopeful that they are going to continue with competitive events on a large Reassuring, scale. Reassuring, certainly. It, yeah. it is, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it, 
we talked about it, and, and I, I, I've talked about it. I can't even remember. My brain's such mush that I can't remember if I talked about it on the podcast or just with somebody like on Discord or something one night. Um, but it's great in one sense that they're linked in with the community and that the community are involved with this stuff um, because it really helps to expose broken rules and get them get clarification, get them resolved quickly. Um, in another sense, I want AMG to be able to make rules decisions outside of that group if they need to. So part of me hopes that this is an interim step. Well, they already at some have... point there'll be an AMG guy who says, no, I know it reads like that, or I know that's how you want it to be, but our intent was X, so now we're going to release something to change that. Uh, well, they they kind of have already, okay. uh, because um, it was the Manorus ruling, which uh, went against what the, you know, the the judge Illuminati as such the, had said. Um, and it's against it's it's the opposite of it's not it's because we're still playing the the old ruling in the XTC. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, going against that. Yeah, that is going against uh, what they said. So the that that's come from AMG, not from the not from the judges. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks it's like this, they will if they want to if they want to overwrite it they will do it. Yeah. I think the um the pool ruling was hilarious because I think Chris said. It has to say the color of the action before the action, and then they just pointed at overdrive thrusters and said, "So, what do you mean that that means that it's a red boost, a white barrel roll, or a white slam?" And they're like, "No, no, no!" <laughs> Three hours later, "No, no, no! That's not what it means. Let's just issue a quick errata for all of those cards to say that this is what it means exactly." Um, so yeah, I mean, and it's great that they're being responsive and that they're they're you know actually reading queries and answering them. Um, and you know, it, it gives me a lot of hope because the the FFG forum was a bit of a wretched hive of scum and villainy, and the AMG forum is so heavily moderated. Like you you post on it, and your post appears when they answer it, and is immediately locked. So it's not a place to discuss rules. It's a place where a ruling will be given, basically. So, um, and hopefully it'll stay that way because it makes it a usable resource rather than a giant pile of nerds arguing with each other. So. Cool. Okay. Um, I think we've waffled on for long enough, and I've been asking you if you've got any additional content for us to steal for a while. Um, so, um, Rory, any shout outs other than the whole Scotland team? Yeah, a few. So I'd like to, I'd like to shout out all the um, streamers and commentators that have given us a little bit more exposure than we would normally get. Yeah, uh, it's been crazy good. It's been brilliant, hasn't it? So oh, amazing. The, Hexiled, Fun Walk, Tonton Squadron, um, and Arnie Nell from South Africa, who's been putting on a lot of our games. It's been great just to be able to keep up with it and to to watch my players continually disappoint me uh, live on stream. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. They've been great. Um, and I'd also like to to thank Chris Bremner, a Scotland player who's who didn't make her nine, but. Um, has been helping out, and I really should have made him a coach, but I didn't realise that was a thing before we started, because I did take over from Jordan quite late. And finally, uh, my resistance player's mum. She, everybody says I'm looking to shout out for her, so yeah, she's getting a shout out too. Paul's mum, well done. What's her name? Mrs. What? Not a clue. I'm assuming it's Mrs. Warrington, but you never know. Paul's ma. Paul's ma. (laughs) Big shout out to Paul's mum. You're here. Uh, Stephen, your turn. Yeah, uh, just give a shout out to all the all the you know the content creators. 
Um, we've been doing stuff around the XTC because um, it is appreciated uh, both by the players and by a lot. Of, you know, I know from uh, like our guys who uh, in Cardiff who aren't in the in the team, they do follow it, they do watch it, they they enjoy being able to, being able to see their mates uh, do it. Uh, so other than that, just give a shout out to my team and uh, a shout out to all the other uh, first on what bats. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. Tim, have you anything you wanted to mention? Uh, no, nothing for me this week. Cool. Yeah, I, I just want to, to echo the thing about the streamers and the content and the, the challenge bracket and the, the, the streaming calendar and everything is all stuff that, you know, I was like, oh, that's going to be a lot of work. And then some clever person just coded something and suddenly it was happening and like within a day. And so there's, you can just go onto the xtc.space and look at the streaming calendar and it'll tell you when the next stream game is going to be. Um, so, I mean, it's, and it's been brilliant that the players have been putting themselves forward for streaming as well, because um, particularly in an event where it's starting to get to the pointy end and getting competitive, players might start to feel like they don't want to give their opponents cribbing material that they can go and look at their setups and their deployments and all of this kind of stuff. But um, it's brilliant that players are still continuing to allow themselves to be playing on stream, uh, to, to play on stream. Um, and I love the fact that um, they're making the streams run a delay and people aren't allowed to interfere because it's stopping stream chat from going mad. Like it's a bit frustrating when you can't correct a game state and people don't notice it, but you know, they're working around that with captains and judges and stuff, but it is just preventing so much weird interference from streamers. So, can, can I particularly actually give a shout out about that? Because um, a lot of people won't be aware that the streamers were really involved in the discussion yeah. around that. You know, that that went off for a good couple of days in on the Discord uh, around the event. Exactly what what could they interfere with? What couldn't they interfere with? Um, and um, I think they've all done a great job. Yeah, it, I think it became easier for them, didn't it? Just to say it yeah. nothing nothing you don't interfere that you know you're a you're a passive observer in the room and if you something really wrong you ping the captains get them involved and if something really wrong ping a judge at that point and it's worked um yeah, yeah it's, it's especially, especially since some people were pushing them to actually get involved more yeah <laughs> it was yeah. actually it, it was really was the streamers who were kind of a bit more reticent to have an impact yeah. on the games well i mean that uh, we've talked about this at, at length in the past, but like, even if you think you're not biased when you're watching a game as a streamer or just as an observer, you do want somebody to win either because of their list choice or who they are or whatever. Um, and you may completely subconsciously bias against the team that you would rather lose um, by not flagging up the fact that they forgot about that stress token or whatever. Um and it then becomes really stressful for the streamer if they have made a mistake like that, even if it's accidentally, because they then start getting derided by chat, shouting at them and calling them biased and all this kind of stuff. So it's better just to leave it as a, no, you just don't get involved. It's much for the best. So anyway, before we go off down that particularly ramp path, because I, I will get set off and go for it, um, I'll just say uh, thank you very much to Rory for coming on and goodbye. Bye. And cheers to Stephen again. And bye-bye. Cheers and goodbye. And bye-bye from Tim. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Ta-da, see you next time. And now I see it's ready for walk As a good as before Shearer certain to score And Psycho screaming Free lines on the shirt